for for joining us today. Uh, the third episode of Recollections from a Tiny Apartment. I have a good friend, family, Juan Zavala with us. Yeah, I say family. First. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thanks for thanks for hopping on. No, thanks for having me, man. This is really cool. This yeah. Is, this is something that is like a long time coming for you because yeah. I feel like you have a lot of interesting things to say. So I'm really excited. I hope so. <laughs> I hope it's not like five episodes and I don't have anything else to say. No, you're good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, we've known each other, what, seven, Going on six years. Six years, yep. Yeah. That's crazy because I feel like I just met you. Yeah. So I'm like, but yeah, I met you in February of like 2016. Yeah. It was the first time I ever came to Arizona and then I just was visiting and I met you. I remember we were um, we were speaking to a graphic designer at the time. Oh yeah! Like we were just hanging out, having coffee, and he was super like mad at the the life of Pablo cover art. Oh yeah! And he's yeah. like, "This is never gonna take. <clears throat> this is not how design works." <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like fast forward now. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of like rules that are just meant to be broken. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. No, so, yeah. Yeah, but I knew that that's when we connected because yeah. we were, like, in tune when it came to music. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, you're a wrestling fan? And yeah. then you were like, yeah, I'm a wrestling fan. I was like, heck yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It feels like a dirty secret to tell yeah. people because, like, you're a grown man with bills. Yeah. And you watch sports soap opera. Yeah. You know? Yeah. On your, on your off time. I mean, it used to be everybody watched it. Yeah, like wrestling to me, I was thinking about it the other day, it's like video games now. So yeah. like when you were a kid, you thought just like action figures, like you'll grow up and you'll stop playing with them. Mm -hmm. It's time for you to get a job. And we live in a new type of like culture where it's like there's video games for adults and yeah. adults game after work and... um and yeah, and I'm, I'm like, wrestling is the same now. Like, there's adults that are into wrestling. You don't grow out of it. Yeah. You know, I feel like that old guy in that in that press conference where he was just like, it's still real to me, it's damn it. You know, game, like, yeah. I feel like that, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, why not? Like, if you're a Bulls fan or a basketball fan as a kid, yeah. they never say, oh, you're going to grow out of that. You yeah. You know, but we're, we're still wrestling fans. Yeah. I mean, there's a, a period where... Did you ever fall out of, I guess, love with, with wrestling? Yeah. Um, so I was really into wrestling. Uh, all right. So my brother would watch it, and he was telling me about Stone Cold. I remember he told me about Stone Cold. I was, like, I don't know, sixth grade, maybe fifth grade. Yeah. And and he would walk around the house, and he would, like, say stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what the heck he's talking yeah. about. And I remember he's like, yeah, he says Austin 316. That's like something that like the coordinates of the world. <laughs> like we didn't know about <laughs> scriptures. We didn't know about Bible, nothing. We just knew like, he's like, yeah, so it's just like something like in the history books. And he made it Austin. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, this is weird. But then I remember I saw, um, uh, he had my dad buy WrestleMania. What is it, 14? The one with Tyson and Shawn Michaels and, and Austin. I, I want to see like, it was 14 because yeah. 13 was in Chicago. And I remember I saw that 
that pay-per-view and even though I've watched wrestling as a little kid, like my dad would have it on when like Macho Man and Hulk Hogan would be on, you know, but I was never like invested. And after that pay-per-view, I was like, oh, like yeah, every Monday it. night, it's yep. over. This is what I'm watching. It became part of like my routine. You know, I would get home from school on the weekdays and at five o'clock was The Simpsons. 5.30 was Seinfeld, so I didn't watch that. And then <laughs> 6 o'clock, it was The Simpsons again. Um, but, you know, I was like, now Mondays, I know Monday Night Raw would be on. Yep. Um, and then I had friends in school that were WCW fans. Okay. And then it yep. was like, it was like, you know, there's always some type of divide. There's yeah. like Android, Apple, Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts. There's WCW, WWF. Yep. And I remember I was so against WCW because I was so pro WWF. But then I would also like change the channel mm-hmm. on the commercials, like during the commercials on USA and change it to TNT and be like, let's see what these fools are doing. <laughs> and I was like, man, this is good stuff yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, um, and then you'll be like, whoa, that guy was on Raw last week yeah. and now he's in WCW. And then you're like, you're living like history. Yeah. Like people are jumping ship. And they were, like, real competition. Yep. You know, like, DX. There was an episode of Raw when DX went to... Oh, Invaded Nitro? They Invaded Nitro. Yeah. And <clears throat> I remember talking to my dad and being like, no, like, this is real now. Yeah, yeah. Wrestling was fake in the <laughs> 80s. Yeah. Now this it's real. real. Stone yeah. Cold Steve Austin hates his boss yeah. and stuns him and he doesn't get fired. It like, felt real. Yeah, like, in my mind, that made sense, yeah. you know? But, like, go and do that to your boss today and see what yeah. happens, you know? But I thought it was real. Yeah. I'm like, dude, he got arrested. <laughs> Not it's knowing like, it was, like, <laughs> jobbers that were acting as cops or security. Yep. Yep. Um, no, but, uh, but anyway, to answer your question, then uh, eighth grade came and... Um, I was really into hip hop. So I was dual, you know, hip hop and wrestling, but I got really into hip hop and I started like writing and my brother was like a graffiti artist mm-hmm. in Chicago. So I started doing some of that. And then I started like hanging out with my friends more and you know, Mondays I was out now yep. and like, yeah, we still like wrestling. Oh, the rock came out again. Okay. Like, and it becomes like a thing where you're like kind of spoiled at how, cause wrestling was really good. Yeah. But we were so spoiled that I was like, I can miss a Monday. Yeah. And then eventually you miss eight Mondays. Yeah, and storylines. Yeah. And go. Yeah. And then you're just like, you know, and I got really invested into like hip hop, <clears throat> hanging out with my friends, playing basketball. And then I started going to church freshman year of high school. And then you start hanging around enough people where it's like, yeah, he watches wrestling still. Yeah. Like, and they'll talk about somebody else and you're like in the back of the room like, I would watch wrestling. Yeah. But you don't want to say it. No. You're just like, oh. That's it was like, cool and then it became uncool. And it became uncool. Like really quick. Yeah. And it was just like one of those things that didn't translate over. Like what I mean by that is like, uh, what's that show? Arthur. Yep. Arthur, I would watch it as a little kid. Yeah. I would watch it through high school. Yeah. Yep. And for some reason, it was never uncool. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Simpsons were never uncool to watch. Yeah. And, but wrestling became like a taboo. Like, you became part of, like, a culture if you watch wrestling. Yeah. Like, you became part of this, yeah, like, group of non-cool kids. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so then that went on, right? And then every once in a while, I'll, you know, if there's nothing on TV, I'll watch a, a SmackDown. Yeah. You know? Um, 
and you know John Cena came out I was an adult when John Cena came out so I was like oh you know that's cool everybody was doing the you can't see me and I just thought like oh that's, that's just the next gimmick of wrestlers yeah. you know um, then 2014 happened so a couple of things happened in my life um, so like my brother the same brother who got me into wrestling the first time he went to Wrestlemania 30 uh, with his friends. Like, they drove to Mardi to where, Where's Mardi Gras? Wherever that's at. Louisiana. Louisiana. They yep. drove from Chicago there. And he came back. <laughs> you would think that this guy came back from, like, a church conference. Like, on <laughs> fire for WWE. You know? And he was just like, dude, I had the network. Here's my password. And, uh, dude, I was... We were in the nosebleeds, but I had the greatest time. Daniel Bryan. All, all this stuff, yeah. right? And... He's like, The Undertaker's streak got broken. And at the time, I was like, I didn't even know about the streak. Like, you didn't pay attention to those things as a kid. Yeah. They didn't even highlight it as a kid, like, that he had a streak. So he gave me the password. Worst decision ever. Because I was in pretty good shape. I My son was, like, a couple months old. And, I, you know, they had these dope shows where it was, like, nostalgia kick. Yeah. And best entrances, best finishing moves. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm back. Like... <laughs> I felt like I was asleep for all yep. those years. And I'm like, man, I'm a wrestling fan again. And this time, like, Reddit is out now. And so I'm, like, reading dirt sheets. Squared circle. Yeah, I'm in the squared <laughs> circle subreddit. And uh, at the time, there was this poster named Falcon Arrow. And he was, like, um, he was like a double agent for WWE. He was a writer or he was some... He was in the staff of WWE and he would leak all these storylines and, like, outcomes for pay-per-views. And I remember going to, like, watch, like, Royal Rumble with friends um, and then, like, being able to call the pay-per-view, like, oh, this is going to happen, and them just looking at me like, how the heck do you know yeah. this? And I'm like, I'm a nerd. <laughs> I'm a nerd. I'm a, I'm a smart. <laughs> you know, and then just tuning into, like, all the podcasts. I was listening to all of them, Jericho, Austin, JR's and then uh, there was one by uh, Peter Rosenberg from High 97 he has one called Cheap Heat Podcast mm -hmm. and then uh, We Watch Wrestling Podcast and I still listen to We Watch Wrestling Podcast like to this day like if I'm cleaning or whatever mm -hmm. I'll put that one on and yeah, and so I just, I got lost in the world of wrestling again and so here I am 60 pounds later <laughs> and, and a wrestling fan again yeah yeah, I would say when did you come back? So I distinctly remember the moment where I'm like, okay, I'm back. Because there was a time where my brother was watching it, mm -hmm. but he didn't. we didn't have cable. So mm -hmm. he would hop on his computer and find like the, the bootleg UK streaming sites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but he would have to like keep, keep clicking out of like pop-ups, pop you know, like... What was and the name then, of the site? Watch Wrestling was the site, I believe. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he would do that. And then, but I would just, like, hang out. I wouldn't really pay attention because he was super invested in, like, CM Punk, you know, at the time. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember, like, the first moment where I was like, oh, I like this again. I was in Seattle when I was living out there. And he sent me the Finn Balor demon clip, like, mm. in NXT for a yeah. takeover. Yeah. And... I was like, what am I watching right now? <laughs> this is so freaking cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just made me feel like a certain way. I was like, oh, this, I've never seen this before, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. And so I started watching it. Like, I would catch up on it like a week later. You know, I wasn't watching it when it would happen, but mm -hmm. I would watch it 
like a week later. And then when I came out here, Thomas and I were super into like NXT, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we went to NXT together, me, yeah. you, and Thomas. Yeah. And then, I mean, ever since then, it's been a it's been a wild ride. Yeah, but I just been unashamed, like a wrestling fan, and it's been super cool because it's it's an escape for me mm-hmm. um, in a lot of ways and. You know, seeing AEW come out, you know, and like have yeah. like actual competition again, and then, you know, over the year, seeing CM Punk come back, but then CM Punk go, go yeah, away again. Go away, yeah. <laughs> well, that was a crazy thing because in 2014, when he told me about WrestleMania 30 and the thing, uh, I remember CM Punk's documentary was on Netflix. Yeah, they had a couple of documentaries on Netflix, and then I would watch the, the CM Punk one, and I was like. This guy's cool. And he's from Chicago. I'm Mm -hmm. from Chicago. I can relate. He's from a part of Chicago I am. So he's not like a Southsider. He's a Cubs fan like I am. And I remember wanting to do his hairstyle and everything because he just was so cool. But I got back into wrestling when he was out of wrestling. Yeah. You know, and then I remember the infamous podcast he was on uh, with his best friend. uh, The Cole Cabana one? With Cole Cabana. Yeah. And I remember hearing it. I remember like... You couldn't download it because they broke uh, Apple Podcasts. Yeah. And then I finally heard it and I was like, what? Like, so I became like a CM Punk. It was weird because I became a CM Punk fan and I never watched him like in live. Mm -hmm. You know, like it would always be uh, either on the network watching like old, old ones or like uh, watching fights from him, uh, matches from him in Ring of Honor. Yeah. Um, And like doing promos in Ring of Honor and um and like i became it was weird like it's like a guy that becomes an elvis fan right now yeah you know that's how i i kind of felt about CM punk and then uh when he came back like over a year ago i was here with you yeah and i remember the show started and i was like dude they should just have him come out yeah. right away <laughs> and like, what that wouldn't that be crazy and then the show starts and all of a sudden and we're like like, it was crazy. It was crazy. Like, we're experiencing history. Yeah. You know? Like, I'm finally going to get to see CM Punk in real time, you know? Um, and then the whole cluster that became CM Punk later on. I cannot believe that. Yeah. Like, dude, the, like, next to Kanye, you also had a fall of grace. Yeah. You know, like. The bad year for Chicago. Man, bro. Bro. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, like before it's like. I feel like I'm talking like I'm from Florida now. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. you're from Chicago? Like, where CM Punk and Kanye are from? Yeah. And I'm like, all right, bro. <laughs> yeah. No. And, and it's so wild, like, because it's true. Like, I would bring up CM Punk, and now CM Punk is like, whatever. And then I told you I was still working at the time at Amazon, and I was training a guy. And he's like, you're from Chicago? So do you like Kanye West? And I remember at that time I was like, Listen, man, Kanye is like grandfather to Chicago yeah, people. Yeah. And then at the time, he had done a couple of things. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, literally 24 hours later, he did the whole, like, anti-Semitic rant. Yeah. And I was like, okay, let's revisit our conversation. You know, like... Can this we is, circle back? Yeah, can we circle back? <laughs> and let me uh, retract some things that I was saying, you know? Um, but, but yeah, no. Um, yeah, CM Punk was a big, a big deal for me in 2014. Um, but... But yeah, like when I came out here, finding you and saying, okay, like now I can be a wrestling fan out here. Because in Chicago, I found friends that were really into wrestling, yep. co-workers. Um, you know, it was weird because like I got the job. I was working at a school called Chicago Bulls College Prep. And I'm walking around and um, I seen like 
one of the disciplinarians wrote something on the board and uh he said like the screw job the screw job or whatever oh. and i was like what you know about the screw job yeah. and he's like yeah dude we're wrestling like like almost whispered to me yeah he's like yeah me and this dude we're really into wrestling i'm like dude so am i you know and he's like actually he's watching nxt right now in the other room you know because it was like summertime and like in while the kids were in class all we had to do was make sure that they that they transition in the hall so like we can be in the rooms during the class and he was watching like nxt's like I don't know, whatever their pay-per-views are called. The Takeover. Uh, the Takeover. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, I felt like I was at home because yeah. I was like, man, you guys are like really into wrestling. And whenever the school, like admin would have us do something that was like, in Chicago, we call it being sent off, like to do something that just sucks, you know, like a job that sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would always say Montreal. Like, I'm going to go to Montreal right now. Oh, they're sending us to Montreal because it's a <laughs> screw job. Yep. And so it was, yep. it would, we would be on our radio uh, um, so we'll be doing detention. So I'll be like, hey, Gonzalez, where you at? He's like, I'm in Montreal. I'm like, oh, dang, he's oh, in detention. Dang. So like, <laughs> but it was cool because that was like our culture. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And then I moved to Arizona. I'm like, crap. You know, yeah. and then like I would meet people and then I'll try to do like, yeah, I'm into wrestling. Yeah. And then somebody would be like, oh, yeah, I, I used to like Bautista. Yeah. And I'm like, screw you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, and, uh, or I loved that when I was a kid. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, that's, that's usually the one. Yeah, and I'm it's, like, I still love it. You yeah. Know? Oh, but do you know it's fake? And I'm like, well, Tom Cruise is not really a yeah. fighter, Jeff. I mean, but I mean, he, he does really know how to it's fight It's all, Jess. like, <laughs> entertainment. It's all storytelling. Yeah. You know, and that's what people... Like, why not? Get. You know what I like, too, is that 2023, even, is like, 20, 2003 to 2023, like, the things that were lame are cool now, you know, like in, in hindsight, like, uh, there is rappers that are into wrestling, Yeah, you know, like the Migos love Ric Flair and West Side Gun. Yeah. Uh, Wale, um, freaking Rick Ross was in AEW yeah. and so was Action Bronson, you know, like, like to know that they're wrestling fans and it's okay. Like there is nothing, I don't think there's, when we were kids, mm-hmm. you and me, especially like being hip hoppers and stuff, there was things that we can say like, oh, that's whack. Yeah. You know? And now there's, I don't think that there's anything that's like, oh, that's whack. Like, no, there's a culture for it. it. Yeah. Like you're not in that culture. You know, when I was a kid, I wasn't into Pokemon. Mm -hmm. I never got into Pokemon, you know, but my friends were, but I was into wrestling at the time. That's why. And I used to think it was so lame. Like, oh, Pokemon's lame. Um, But now as a grown up, I'm like, man, I wish I would have gotten into Pokemon because like now there's adults and kids that are into it. There's like all this like there's culture behind it. Yeah. There's culture behind um, comic books and you know any little thing. Everything has a culture behind it. And so like it's so accepting now that you it's it's no longer like scary to be part of like a culture. At least to me. I mean, maybe there's some people out there that are like, oh man, you know, I'm into beach balls. I don't know. Oh, I don't know (laughs) if there's a culture for that. But there's a you know like we were walking through a vintage shop and I told you like. Dude, there's a whole typewriter culture. Like, yeah. people that collect typewriters. And, like, Tom Hanks is one of them. Yep. Um, and so, like, it's just really cool to see wrestling yep. become something that I'm like... I know that there will be... Just like there's, like, sneaker cons, there's people that love wrestling. And they'll go to WrestleMania weekend. Yep. You know, they'll go to Ring of Honor. You know, so... I mean, it's super cool to, to be... Just enjoy what you want to enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, like... I mean, it got me through, you know... 2020 2021 like 
I was watching wrestling all the time. Yeah, and it was good. Yeah. And it was really, really good. And they got creative with it. Yep. And, you know, people became huge stars. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, man. It's been really, really good. I always... So, I have a philosophy, and you've heard me say it. Yep. All my best friends know it, that the world revolves around pro wrestling. Yeah. Like, everything goes back to pro wrestling. And you could think about companies and... You know, uh, strategies. Like yeah. I'm like, it, you, it, I always would talk to people. And be like, it's kind of like wrestling. Yeah, and they'd yeah. be like, here we go, Juan. Here and I'm like, go. but it makes sense, <laughs> you know. Um, Eric Bischoff, controversy creates cash. You know, like you, you have so many storylines that you can compare real life to. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, why, why, why would it? It's so much fun to like look at it from that lens that. Mm-hmm. The world can just be pro wrestling. Yep. Oh, your marriage? Oh man, it could be a pro wrestling storyline. Yep. You know, and it could be great. You could be a baby face or you could be a heel. Yep. You could get cheap heat. You can, you know. You could be Edge and Lita. Yeah, you could be Edge <laughs> and Lita or you could be Matt Hardy. Yeah. Who do you want to be yeah. in life? <laughs> you know? Um, but in everything. And even now I'm, you know, I'm running a nonprofit and I talk to the staff and I tell them like, just like pro wrestling, and they're like, here you go, the pro wrestling talk. What at the end of the day, like, yeah, it is like pro wrestling. Yeah. Like, you know, how can we be positive to this community? How can we get them, you know? Right. And how can we get attention and eyeballs in our product? Like, I'm thinking about, like, how Vince would talk or something. Like, this yeah. is some good shit right here, yeah. you know? He's going to puke. <laughs> yeah, he's going to puke, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, yeah, no, uh, everything goes back to wrestling. That's my quote. Yeah. And there's people that have texted me and they're like, dude, you suck. And I'm like, why? And they're like. I was going through this or this situation happened and I, I thought about wrestling yeah. and I'm like, everything goes back to wrestling. I'm like, yeah, it's true, man. Like I was doing something. I tied it so nil and I went <laughs> under the ring. I went under the ring. <laughs> everything goes back. Yeah, no. Nah. So, yeah, man. It, it's It's been great. Like, seeing the resurgence of it. Like, I feel like a kid again. Yeah. Uh, Triple H taking over creative. And it's like, even that, that's our childhood. Yeah. And he was a huge part of our childhood, and now he's taking care of like the future generation. Yeah. You know, it was, it was pretty. I mean, cool. they changed the game because for a while I was anti WWE. Oh, you were super anti. Like you were to the point where I'm like, Stephen, you know, like this, this, this doesn't affect you or yeah, your paycheck. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm like, but because you get so invested, yeah, though, yeah. you know, it takes up hard drive space in your brain, on my brain, you know, like so. But yeah, you were super anti WWE. I, I guess because I tried it, I tried it, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, the reason why I came, there was no AEW when I came back around to wrestling. Mm-hmm. There was only WWE, but mm-hmm. then there was NXT, which is, like, doing really creative things. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with it. And then Vince <laughs> just ran into the ground, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that sucks, you yeah. know? And then yeah. AEW came around, and I really enjoyed it. And then now I'm pendulum swinging and i'm really enjoying wwe again yeah. this is january 31st though by the way guys yeah. so if you're listening to this in october and you're like dude but it's great right now yeah it might change yeah you know? i mean it can change because a year ago it was AEW. you did not no. want to see wwe no at all no no i mean it there's things like they can change so quick like triple h taking over vince leaving mm-hmm. cody going to wwe Mm-hmm. Which I never thought would happen. Or like CM Punk. Like, who would have thought yeah, that that, that would have happened? he would, like, burn things Bur- to the yeah, ground. Yeah, and like, dude, you were... Like, like Tyra Banks, like, we were rooting for you, yeah. you know? Yeah, but... When, like, the 
The Bloodline is the best storyline in professional wrestling probably in years. Yeah, and the thing is, I remember in 2015-16 when Roman Reigns was like... Being pushed down our throats. He was pushed down our throats, you know? And I remember telling my friends in Chicago, like, he needs to do, like, what a Rocky Maivia did. He was getting pushed down people's throats. He flipped heel. Yep. And the minute he flips heel, people will love him. And it's exactly what happened, you know? And... Now, I remember I watched this, like, video where they're like, who would win in a fight uh, or, or in a WrestleMania match? Would it be CM Punk, CM Punk or Roman Reigns? And the guy cut off the video and he was like, listen, it's CM Punk if this is, like, 2015. Yeah. But you're talking about the tribal chief now. Yeah. And I'm like, for this real? Is like, like, the fact that I can look at Roman Reigns and CM Punk and be like, these are behemoths, you know? Like, and I never would have thought that. No. You know? And I'm now I'm like, Roman Reigns is up there, yo. He's, He's a like, needle mover now. Yeah. Like, he is a star. Bonafide star. Like, you don't need a Brock Lesnar to come out. No. You don't need Flo Rida to perform. I mean, the <laughs> long-term storytelling that I didn't think WWE could do, mm-hmm. they intertwined the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn years, what, 10, 10 mm-hmm. 15 years mm-hmm. of them indie scene. You know, yeah. Ring of Honor. Like, yeah. And then they wove it into, like, a long-term storytelling with the bloodline. Yeah. You know? My comparison to that, you might not like this comparison, but <laughs> I'll say it. Uh, when Kanye first came out and he would unite, like, commercial rappers, yeah, yeah. underground rappers, yep, yep. that I'm like, Triple H is grabbing, like, commercial wrestlers, yep. Roman, Reigns, Roman Reigns, and intertwined it with underground, real hardcore wrestling fan storyline, which even from Ring of Honor, Sami Zayn, and, and Kevin Steen uh-huh. had this crazy, like, rivalry, but friendship. Yeah. And it. what I love is that it's never ended. No. And I don't think it'll ever end. And I don't yeah. want it to. Like, I don't want WWE to take that responsibility and say, we're going to end your guys' rivalry. Yeah. You guys are going to become a tag team or, you know, you guys are just going to have a moment to hug. Like, I hope that this is, you know, like a wrestling thing. Fight forever. Yeah. Like, you guys fight forever. And... That would be great. Like, even up until their, like, retirement and yeah. Hall of Fame speech, they should hate each other but love each other. Like uh, Kevin Owens before he super kicks or Sami oh. Zayn before he haluva kicks. Like, KO. Yeah. KO. Like, I love you. I love like, you. Like Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair. Ric Flair. You know, and it's just, you know, even to this day, like, Stone Cold and The Rock, like, obviously they're friends and yeah. they love each other, but it's a rivalry. Yeah. Like, because all it takes is two seconds you know, The Rock can come out tomorrow, right? Let's yep. just say. Uh, cuts a promo. Glass shatters. <laughs> and Soho really doesn't even have to say nothing. No. And there's a there's a WrestleMania match, yeah. you know? I think Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn could be on that level. Yep. Uh, in their own regard. Like, I don't want anybody to be the next Stone Cold The no, Rock. No. I want them to be their new, yep. you know, their new, their new uh, whatever gimmick. Like Rhea but, Ripley, what did she say? She said, <clears throat> I don't want to be the next... China, because I'm the first Rhea Ripley. Yeah. And I was like, yep. that's dope. Because it, is, it doesn't mess with China's legacy, Mm-mm. but it solidifies her own. Yeah. You know? It was like what Kobe, I remember um, Kobe saying, you know, rest in peace, Kobe. But yeah. I remember in the 90s, he said, I want to be the next Jordan. And I remember Alan Iverson doing a press conference, and he's like, I don't want to be the next Jordan. I want to be the. I want to be Iverson. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, but and I felt like at that time that's what like distinguished him because, yep. 
It's like, yeah, man. Like, I want to respect your shoes. I don't want to feel your shoes. I yeah. want to respect them and put my own, make my own mark, you yeah. know? And um, I think that Real Ripley is gonna is doing that. Like, yep. you know, man, two years ago when she won the title, she was not good on the mic. Yeah. And just to see, like, where she's at. Same thing with Roman Reigns. Yeah. You know? I remember when he lost his his script yeah. you know and he had a blank stare man i remember during a that. pay-per-view that was crazy and then now to see like how he just talks yeah and he's just it's part of him like dude i follow this guy on instagram and he's cutting promos on instagram yeah he's working out and he's like you know i'm on the treadmill i'm working because i'm you know and yep. i'm like dude this guy's living it yep like a rick flair like rick flair lived his gimmick yeah the line mm-hmm. is is very blurred yeah 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 even for their families yeah you know <laughs> i remember cody rhodes uh he said that when he was a kid that he remembers his dad putting his leg cast to the side while he was, he sat down in the living room because uh um Dusty Rhodes had a quote-unquote broken leg. Yeah. And he's like, and then I found out it was kayfabe. Like, I was at home, and he took his cast off, and he put it to the side to sit on the couch. He's like, but then he'll put it on when we'll go in public. So I'm like, he never broke his leg. I thought he, I mean, he's like, he might have had a yeah. broken leg in the past, but he he was he was <laughs> using it for the storyline. And I'm like, man, that's crazy. Like, they lived that yeah. at home, you know? Um, and even just, like, Mexican culture, like, some of those luchadors, only their wives know how they look without yeah. a mask on. They, yeah. like their kids sometimes don't even know how they look because I follow Pentagon Jr. on IG mm-hmm. and every time it's like an emoji that's covering his face like mm-hmm. you, you'll never I will yeah. never know what he looks like probably. and it's crazy because like that's their culture yeah you know uh, Japan has their culture yep. and it's just so cool to know that like like what we like it's worldwide and there's people that just like love it yeah you know yeah yeah it's uh it's crazy too because I was thinking about the Stone Cold Rock. Is there a better video package than? Oh, with the Fred Durst. Yeah, the Limp Bizkit My oh, Way. Yeah, My Way. I feel like you could. Me and my brother used to do this all the time. We would mute the promo package or the video package, mm-hmm. and we would just play My Way. Oh, and put it over other. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I never thought about doing that. Yeah. Man, there's there's probably a, a YouTube channel that does that too, though. Like they'll probably it makes put it this last one. Ten times more dope. Yeah, that song is. I'm telling you, it was like we lived in a time that like things were just special. They were like movies, and the promo packages were music videos, and everything was intertwined. Mm-hmm. Like the oddities. Remember the oddities? Yeah, they had South Park like merch on, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, like man, I just don't know if that happened. Like maybe it does, but maybe. Bro, I remember, I never watched the show Dilbert in my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember <laughs> UPN pushed it. They're like, after SmackDown, Check out Dilbert, Dilbert. Yeah. because Stone Cold Steve Austin's going to yeah. be on Dilbert as a cartoon character. Like, what? And I watched it, and he was on there for like 15 seconds. Yep. He walked into a courtroom, and he stunned somebody. Yeah. And it was just like, and I recorded it on VHS. I still have it. It's on like a, so I, I have WrestleMania 16 on a Twister VHS. And then if you fast forward the Twister VHS, uh, after WrestleMania 16, you'll see that little scene in Dilbert that I recorded. And I don't know why I wanted it so yeah. bad. I'm like, dude. I got to get this. And then, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I have it. So, like, it's just nuts that it, I, wrestling, like, legit took priority. Re- recording things is funny, too. Because <laughs> I had a... Because we didn't have cable. My, my dad had a fence up one time. Mm-hmm. And our buddy, he would... 
first of all, when I went to the bus stop, there was a fence. We would have pretend cage matches, mm-hmm. right? On the bus, I would choke some of his little brother. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so wrestling was just like a part of like what we did. We talked about Raw and Nitro the night before, mm-hmm. you know, and then. You know, if there's Sunday Night Heat, that was good. You know, and then SmackDown came around. But he would record Raw and Nitro for us. Mm. You know, and then he would bring it over. But one time, <laughs> he hopped the fence and did, like, give it to us. And my dad yelled at him to, for hopping the fence. What? And then he still... <laughs> He still took the tape, and then we watched it together. I'm like, you're such a jerk. (laughs) Man, things are so different. And then the next day I saw him, I was like, your dad scared the shit out of me. (laughs) 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 But he's still like, man, just give me the tape. Yeah. Man, it's it's so nuts. Like, you're talking about that story, and like, we're talking about recording, like, just how things have changed. I don't know if you remember, or I mean, obviously you remember, but I don't know if you were watching it live. I was watching Over the Edge. In, what was it, 1999? Oh, with With that. Owen Hart, the Owen Hart situation. And we were talking about this. Um, there was that NFL player. Man, it's, it's, it's skipping me now. But he had the like, heart attack. Oh, the Darren Hamlin? Or? Hamlin, yeah. yeah. He, uh, like a couple weeks ago. Yep. And they, the, the game was done. Everybody go to the locker room. Yep. We'll postpone this game. And I remember Over the Edge. I remember we were watching it, and then the ice cream man came, the ice cream truck came, and we ran out to get ice cream. My yeah. aunt bought us ice cream. And then we run back in the house, and I'm like, why are the cameras pointed to the crowd? Like, and it's quiet. And I'm like, did they mess up? You know, like, is there a power outage? You know, as a kid, you don't know what's going on. Yeah. And then it's like, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You know, um, the Owen Hart was scheduled to make like this type of appearance and this is not storyline and he had an accident so we're just waiting you know for for medical crews to like finish up here or whatever it was that they were saying and the show what kept going yeah the show literally kept going and they're like we'll keep you updated on on hard situation and even as a kid for a split second yeah you're like is this a work like are they like the will smith slap like you're like was this planned yeah yeah you know and um, then I remember, like, it just going to JR and, and he's the just team. fighting back tears. He's fighting back tears, and he's like, "Ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's sad to report, but I had the unfortunate job of reporting. But Orin Hart has died. He's dead. You know, like, yeah. And I'm just like, what the heck did we just experience? Yeah, yeah. You know. And the thing is, this like, he he says it and doesn't say copyright 1999 yeah, yeah. WWF. He goes. All right, now the Godfather's coming. Like it was just like the next match, and then that <laughs> Undertaker clip, right, where he's he's looking at the ring. Yeah, we're like the where, where Owen was. Where Owen was. He's just staring at that spot, and he has to like literally wrestle on that spot. Yeah. And then you know, I remember the the pay per view was over, and we went back home, and my dad like, ah, it's a storyline. He's like, ah, you guys in this wrestling, I'm telling you, it's fake. So we feel like the boy cried wolf now. Yeah, yeah. You know, the boy who cried wolf. Because we're like, no, something really happened. Yeah. He's like, nah. And they were watching the news, Fox News at night. And all of a sudden, they're like, wrestler, you know, uh, falls from, from scaffold. And, and, we're, and my dad's like, oh. <laughs> He's like, oh, this is real. Like, this, he really fell, yeah. you know, and he died. And then uh, Raw is Owen happened the next night. And I was just like, with a lump in my throat. Like, yeah. what am I experiencing? Like, you feel like, because <laughs> you grow up in wrestling. Yeah. And that was like a loss. 
Like I'm like I I don't think I've ever experienced a loss at that yeah. time like like that you know, and yeah, but like it's just so nuts that if that happens, if anything, God forbid, like that happens right now, mm-hmm. show's over. You get your money back, guys. You know, people have canceled shows for less now. Yeah. But back then, I'm like they still wrestled. Yep. You know, after all of that, times are just so crazy. Yeah. You know, like it's just. Things were, and you know, nobody questioned it. No, there was no. I mean, well, there was no Twitter back then, because you know, somebody would be like, "And the show's still going on," yeah, or yeah. you know, think about they it. They should family. really cancel this. Yeah, yeah they yeah. should really cancel I mean, this. They should have. Yeah, but like, but they should have canceled a lot of things too. Yeah, that yeah. The WWE oh, was yeah. doing at the time. Yeah. Remember when um, DX came out as the Nation of Domination? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, if there's anything that people want to cancel, you know, they need to hide that footage. But I mean, but we all know that it happened. Yeah. And we all accepted it. You know, we were kids at the time. Yeah. Me though. But, but nobody. The 90s and 2000s were wild. It was the wild, wild west. Like anything went. Didn't Triple H like sexually assault a dead person or something like that? Part of the storyline? Oh yeah. Uh, Who was it? It was like a girl. It was like a, a diva. Yeah. Yeah, like in a casket, right? Wait, she was in a casket and like they blurred him like pulling his pants down. Yeah. And didn't the... Vince like make out with Stephanie McMahon? Oh, I don't know. Or didn't he do something? Wasn't there like a storyline where he, him and Stephanie McMahon almost kissed? I don't know. It was. I, know. I know that he dropped the N-bomb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> backstage. <laughs> but I'm like, but we just didn't. And the thing is, wrestling culture, it was like almost encouraged. Like how far can we yeah. go? Well, like, things. what's the, uh, was it Bossman made Al Snow eat his dog or something, too? Oh, yeah, <laughs> dude. Okay, for people that are listening that might be under, I don't know. What the hell is going on? Yeah, just know that in 2000s, early 2000s, a very popular wrestler was a porn star by the name of Val Venus. Val Venus. And Hello, ladies. Yeah, his intro to us was him getting fellatio by Jenna Jameson or whatever her name is in a car. Yeah. While he's cutting a promo. Yeah. And every five seconds he's like, yeah. But so, that was uh, like he always sounded like that, so yeah. you, you were never. And sure. I didn't know. I didn't know that he was yeah. moaning for that. I'm like, he just has a weird cadence, yes. <laughs> you know. But then, but you know, it goes to show you like wrestling was huge because every wrestler was over. And, and every, popular. Every single one. They could have all went on The Tonight Show. Yep. Individually. And been popular. The Godfather. He was a pimp. Yeah. And we were okay with him. Yeah. Being a pimp. You know. Um, yeah. Anybody. Al Snow even. Was over. Yeah. You know. Name him. Glacier was over bro. In Glacier WC- was dope. Glacier was dope. <laughs> he was sub-zero. He was <laughs> uh, But they were all over. Yeah. Yeah. Like from the. Now it's not. I I guess Maybe. It's getting that way again, potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, everybody had their... They knew which lane to stay in. Mm-hmm. Now, Hurricane Helms. Yeah. He was over. And he was a pretend superhero. Right. And, like, he's still running that gimmick to this yeah. day. Yeah. Dude, like, the fact that I'm like... Dude, I got in trouble in fifth grade for telling my teacher to suck it. Suck it. You know, like, <laughs> that was part of... Cult- like, they introduced that to culture. Yeah, yeah. You know, like... The 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 carbon footprint of the world has changed. Yes, because of suck it. Yeah, because you know, like there was a butterfly effect. Everybody movie. does it now. Was it recently? Who did it? Somebody did it uh, in basketball or in football. 
Somebody did suck it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm like, that, yeah, that's, that's crazy. I know where that started from. You know, that was Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Yeah. And then the NWO was doing it. Um, but but we can literally say, like, we know where that movement started. Pat McAfee did it. Oh, when, Pat McAfee yeah, did it. Yeah, when he showed up, he's like, yeah. Like, the crotch chop. <laughs> but, like, who, whose dream is it not to do that? Yeah. You know, like, you're telling me that somebody that's going to run for president in 100 years is not like, dude, when I get inaugurated, I'm saying suck I'm it. Saying suck it. <laughs> which iteration are you doing? Are you doing the full X or are you doing, like, the little, dude, like, the little baby no, chops? I used to love doing the X because, like, I still to this day think that Triple H does the best sucking. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the way that he would do it. He would yeah. just like lift up his shoulders and yeah. stuff. Like get all into it. Like all hip action. <laughs> yeah, no. Shawn Michaels did like the funny ones where he'll lay down. and he did the hop? Yeah, he did two regular ones and then one hop one. You know? Man, all their intros were sick too. Yeah. Like the... Well, they established the intro. Yeah. You know, like that era. Because... Hulk Hogan had a great song in the 80s. Yeah. I am, I'm a real American. But he didn't have like, hey, when you get to the stage, do this. When yeah, you're yeah. going on the ramp, do this. When you're at the... You know, he would rip his, his shirt when he got into the ring. Like, that was something that yeah. was maybe like recognizable. But like Stone Cold, he hits all four corners. Yeah. You know, Triple H spits and does the whole hands up thing. Which is like, who would, th- who would think of that? You know, you know, he was in the shower and he was yeah, like, dude, yeah. I'm going to do this, but in front of people. <laughs> yeah. Shawn Michaels. Yeah, yeah. Like the little stretch he does. Yeah. yeah. I was talking to one of our friends and he's like, where did he get that from? Yeah. You know, I'm like, well, when he was with, uh, what's her name? Sherry. Yeah. Um, she used to like uh, fall, like she would faint because he was a heartbreak kid. If he yeah. would catch her, he would stretch out like that. And then he'll show his biceps. And I'm like, well, he was no longer with her. He would just do it. Yeah. And I'm like, but it's crazy. Like how that's like. A move now. Yeah, and it's, it's in the, the New world. Age Outlaws too. Like they wouldn't even they would talk over their first part of their song. Oh, yeah. you didn't know. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> there would be no New Day entrance no. without a New Age Outlaw no. entrance. You Did know? you see the the Raw Thirty? I seen clips. DX and, and Kurt, Kurt Angle. Angle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it still made me laugh. Yeah, because I was like, man, Kurt was so good yeah he He was was... so good like he just came right in but that's the thing like wrestling at that time i feel like was so like anybody jumped in and you're like oh well i guess they're part of the cast now kurt angle came in and didn't skip a beat became champion we loved him we loved to hate him yeah you know and then he became perk angle (laughs) and then he was like really on point (laughs) (laughs) like doing moonsaults and stuff (laughs) um but then you know like i it's weird like to, to think of how time has passed because I still think of John Cena as a new wrestler. Yeah. I still think of him as young. I still think of Kurt Angle as kind of like a new wrestler. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. Like, I could maybe it's because I saw their intro promos. Like, I saw when Mark Henry was coming into WWF mm-hmm. and they were showing him, like, doing strongman stuff. So, in my head, I still think of Mark Henry as a strongman that, like, got into wrestling. Yeah. You know? And even though he's been doing it for over 20 years... You know, John Cena has been doing it for over 20 years, but I still think he's like new blood, you know, and no, he's actually like, he's in his forties and his song, basic thugonomics is way better than his old song, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Basic thugonomics is like hip hop. (laughs) Word life. Bro. Like I honestly, I remember not being into wrestling, but saying like, oh, that boy's good. Yeah. Like he's dope at rhyming. Yeah. Uh, He had an album out and I was like, man, it's not a bad album. I wasn't like pounding it, but I was like. 
but it's not yeah. whack. Yeah. You know, it's not whack. His um, jersey games are on point. Yep. <laughs> and then when he would come out, you would just, like, he would go viral. Yeah. You know, before, like, Instagram was, like, a huge thing. Before there was a TikTok, he would go viral because of, and you would go on YouTube and find what he did. Like, oh, dude, when he was talking about Stephen McMahon, and he rhymed it, you know? And, yeah. like, um, and so nowadays we're so, like, desensitized with, like, People can just say the wildest things and you'd be like, oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, like, back then, you didn't have that <laughs> no. overload of information. Yep. So when John Cena would come out and rhyme something, and you'll be like, dang, yep. like, that dude got at her. It was limited space of who got your attention. Now everybody gets everybody's attention. As a kid, I kind of got him and Marky Mark confused. Really? Well. Oh, I you know what? Yeah. Of, like, a little yeah. bit. Because I was like, okay, Mark Wahlberg. Actually had a rap song in the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. Or in the early 90s. Yeah. I'm like, is this the same guy? Because like, they kind of look the same. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, no, they're not the same guy. Yeah. But it's funny. No, man. <laughs> and like, and on top of that, he's like super swole. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, what the heck type of rapper is this? <laughs> I remember when the Spinner Bell came out, I was like, okay, this is cheesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I was, and that would be like, this is why I don't watch yeah. it. You know? Um, but then when The Rock came back. Yeah. I remember I would watch, like, YouTube um, clips of it. And then when he introduced, like, the new belt, I was like, I still don't like the new belt. But I'm like, well, it's better than the spinner belt, you know. Um, I do feel like I was a wrestling fan at the prime time to be a wrestling yep. fan. We went from the winged belt to the, the blue belt that Stone Cold had. And I thought, like, those were the two greatest iterations of the WWF championship, yeah. you know. Um, the 90s were a special time. I feel like that's the golden era of a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was a, a meme. I think I told you about it. That they were like, if you ever feel like you're insignificant in this world, just know that in all of history, you were born when The Rock and Stone Cold had their <laughs> had their rivalry. Yeah. It's like, that is so true. Like You could have been born 100 years from now. Yeah. 100 years before. But you were born in a great time of wrestling, yeah. you know? Can you imagine being born in like... Gorgeous George is the only wrestler that you know about in some circus, like, and not knowing like there's a Rocky Maivia that's gonna happen. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, man, that would we, suck. We lived in a great, great <laughs> era, you know. Yeah, and and the thing is, whether we they want to admit it or not, I think all these new wrestling generations, they're just trying to capture that spark yep. again. Yep. Like, how can we make wrestling that great? Yep. You know, and they really are. I mean, mm-hmm. it has to be. It has to be. Like, they set a bar like none other. That's why know? I think the ending of Royal Rumble could, like, the be the start of something, like, oh, really yeah. super cool. Yeah, that, you know what? That actually, like, made me feel confident in you. And not confident, but, like, comfortable in, like, knowing, like, man, I have a real wrestling friend. Because yeah. uh, I was watching with another group of wrestling, like, I mean, they were, they're more, like, lax. They're getting yeah. into wrestling more. Um, but you know, they're like, man, the rock is coming back. Yeah. And so watching it with them the whole time, that's what my expectation was. And so then when you text me, it made me think of it as like, wait, look at it from the point of view of not expecting the rock to come back. And you're like, this is, this is a great pay-per-view. Like it's a huge statement for things like that to have legs Mm -hmm. without like a legend coming in. Right. Mm -hmm. And when's the last time a show has ended like that with a storyline that's been going on. Not, mm-hmm. not. I loved Kevin Owens Stone Cold match. You know what I mean. That was and I great. loved when Vince took that whack ass stunner. You know, last mm-hmm. year at WrestleMania. But mm-hmm. 
Again, it's a legend. It's a legend. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not an ongoing storyline, you know? Mm-hmm. And now it's like, well, what's going to happen next? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, like we've we've come a long way from, I don't know if you remember, I think it was like, there was like a retro Monday Night Raw. I don't know if it was like when they turned 25. Oh, yeah, yeah. And DX like buried the revival. Yep. And you're like, you know, me yeah. knowing DX was like, oh, snap. Like, it's back to business. But if you step back and you're a wrestling fan, you're like, wait, hold on. Like, they're not going to be here next week. Yeah. And the <laughs> revival was like gaining steam. And now you guys just yep. chopped them up, you yeah. know? And I'm like, man, now looking at it from a more mature standpoint where I'm like, I don't want Legends to come no. out. Legends come out and respect. And I'm, and I'm glad, like, Raw 30, DX came out. And, and they, they're like, yeah, they were backing up, yep. you know, because. They were giving them the respect, yep. you know, and like, it, it's so dope. It's just so dope to see like wrestling is maturing. Wrestling is maturing with the time, yeah. with social media, with knowing that UFC exists and it's still, it's still special. Well, I don't know what happened. Um, yeah. So I just think it's, it's still very special, uh, a culture that. I hope that my son grows up and starts loving wrestling. Yeah. You know? Um, he he loves to wrestle. Yeah. He loves John Cena and The Undertaker, but he doesn't sit down. You just got to take down. him to an event. You know what? I think that that's what it is. Yep. Like, once we get to an event, you're going to be like, oh, snap. Like, this is dope. Like, yeah. we have to go to a Rumble. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I feel like a Rumble would be super, super cool. It would be cool. Yeah. I wanted to go to WrestleMania this year. Yeah. Yeah, and, but... And, it's way too crazy. It's, yeah, it's yeah. going to be expensive. Yeah. That's <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, I think I want to develop a thing at the end of these podcasts. I did it last time, but mm-hmm. I posed two questions to you. Um, one, in the spirit of the 90s, you know, the Space Jam song, Hit Em High, where they had mm-hmm. like a gang of MCs on that mm-hmm. track, right? Mm-hmm. And that used to be a thing, you know? Like, yeah, Mob Deep would do stuff with DMX. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and and maybe that's not a good example, but you know, like the Belly soundtrack, the Belly with soundtrack, like Nas did that. and Method Man. You know, like yeah, and like you know, yeah, Hit Him Eyes was like what Buster Rhymes, Method Man, Coolio, Coolio, Coolio. Yeah, with Method Man. You yeah, know, yeah. like that was so crazy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that was the first. Be real from Cypress Hill. Cypress Hill. Yeah. yeah. I remember making my dad take me to Blockbuster to buy that soundtrack. Yep. And I was like, I need this song. And, like, low-key, I kind of wanted to impress my brother. And it was, like, still a kid thing, but there was a there was gold inside of that album yeah. that my brother was like, all right, you're listening to Hit Em High? Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's a good song. He's yeah, like, yeah, it is a good song. Good. So, it was like, it bridged the gap between yeah. my brother and me. Yeah. yeah but, like, if you could put, like, a... Your own spin on like a hit 'em high song, mm-hmm. past artists, alive, passed on, current artists. Mm-hmm. Like, what would who would be on that track? Yeah, so I was thinking about it. I had a list of people that were like my favorite MCs, right? That I'm like, of course, if they were in a song, I would love them. But then, like, sitting back and then hearing you t- tell me like how you thought about it, I'm like, oh man, it's so true. Like. I can have great MCs in a song that are my great, my favorite, yeah. but it might not be a good song. You know, it would be a chemistry. Yeah, it was. Well, it's, it's like saying like, man, put all your favorite foods mm-hmm. 
in uh, in one dish. And it's like, it wouldn't taste good. Chocolate no. cake with pizza wouldn't be really, I mean, no. I don't know if you're really fat, maybe, but you know, <laughs> maybe my fat, my fatness, I'll be like, heck yeah. But, um, but yeah, you can't just like mix everything together. You have to find a good recipe. So it was kind of like, all right, I need to find people that might, I might like somebody else lyrically better. And this person might not be as lyrically sound, but in a song, they would be so dope yeah. with this person, you yeah. know, and I feel like they'll make them shine yeah. type of thing. So, um, I'll go, um, so first, uh, I will put on my, on the song to open it up would be Pusha T. Okay. Cause I feel like yeah. Pusha T. Yeah. <laughs> like you just hear that yeah. and you're like, oh, it's yeah. a, and I feel like even like in the cruel summer, like when he would start a song, it was like, this song is going to be good. Like, yeah. hang on. It's going to be a good ride. Um, I mean, a lot of his intros are legendary, you know, like yeah. the things that he says. And the thing is, with Pusha T, you have best of both worlds. You have somebody that has a good vibe in their song. Yeah. And they're super lyrical, yeah. you know, like they're knowledgeable. They And, you know, he just, he, I like what he compares himself to, like Martin Scorsese. He's like, because yeah. people say that he only raps about drugs. And he's like, yeah, I'm like Martin Scorsese. Like, if you go to a Martin Scorsese movie, you know it's going to be about mafia. Yeah. And it's going to be good, though. Yeah. You know? So, I'm like, that's Pusha T. Pusha T would be on there. He would be great. Um, I put on in there as well Common. Okay. Um, I just feel Common is like, um, he's timeless. Yeah. Yeah. You know? He... Um, he's like Sage. Yeah. Like he sage was my first hip-hop album I bought. Okay. Uh, like, Water for Chocolate. Um, I went to the Mega Mall in Chicago and I, I picked it up and I went to the, my room and I played it in my headphones and I thought I like, I like had something so invaluable, yeah. you know, um, and I would just sit down and listen and, and like open up his cover art yeah, yeah. and just like, you know, Read the, uh, the Sixth Sense was like a great song. Yep. And the thing is like, yeah, Common is super lyrical and he's like one of those like conscious rappers, but then he can be like in a song like Hit Him High, yep. you know, where you're like. Uh, just go, know, go yeah, hard. Just go hard. But yep. then he's like, you know, he still, he knows, like, he can walk into a booth and be like, what are we doing? All right, let's do it. Yeah. <coughs> uh, excuse me. Um, um, I would say the same thing about Mos Def. Mm-hmm. So he would be on my list. Mos Def is another guy that's like, he can make you think, like Umi yep. says, like, really chill, laid back. But then when you have, like, you know... I don't know. I'm like, you, you tell me which song. And like, yeah, I'll be like, there you go. There's a song where he did great. And, yep. you know, like the whole Black Star album. It's just, it's just incredible. Flawless. Mathematics. Great. Yeah. You know, like he can, he can be like Miss Fat Booty, like really laid back or Mathematics where he's like really up in your face. Yep. Um, and I think that that would be just like a great surprise. And mm-hmm. even like this Yasin Bey, um, because that's what he is now. Yeah. Like even this iteration of him, um, I wouldn't even mind having him on a song because I feel like he's very unique where it wouldn't come off as just like, oh, it's most deaf, you know. But I'm putting down most deaf, like 90s yeah. most deaf. I'm not putting Yasin Bang like right now. Yeah, yeah. So like that most deaf. Um, another guy that's kind of like a pusher T to me, but I would even give him more respect is Big L. Big L would yep. be on my song um, because Big L was, it was weird. I would listen to Big L when I was a kid and he... He was super lyrical. He knew how to freestyle. He knew how to write. But he was also like this 
like what nowadays would be like a future like i'm showing off i'm you know yeah i got you know like he did that in a way that was like so dope like you know he would just talk about how he he never bring his luggage he'll go shopping when the plane lands you know like (laughs) like things that were just so dope um so big l i think would be a great surprise like if you're telling me this guy was alive right now and he could be in a in a song with Pusha T, yeah. I would listen to it. Oh, him, yeah. You Hell know? Yeah. Um, so, Big L, and this is my thing, my gripe about when people bring up Biggie and Tupac and they're like the greatest of all time. I don't think they're the greatest of all time. Yeah. I think that they're great. So don't get me wrong. But of all time, like, come on. Don't, you know. And and my thing is, like, we highlighted them because they were so, like, public and, and popular and famous. Mm-hmm. And, like, Big L died in what 99 98 99 and i'm like why is he up in that list yeah because he was about to blow up but i'm like man but he taught he taught people how to rhyme like people that you're a fan of right now you know like he he, was in the digging in the crates yeah group yeah and fat joe fat joe he taught freaking mace how to rhyme and you know um and because of mace mace might have released an album and now another rapper when he was a kid heard mace and now he's a rapper and you know and you would have never knew that Big L, you would have never known Big L was the reason that that all this kicks off. Yeah. Um. So Big L, um, Baby Keem, um, yeah. just like New Blood. Um. I love Baby Keem. I, I thought last year, like I'm in my 30s, you know, I don't have room for new friends. Like you know, like you start thinking like <laughs> yeah. I don't have room to be a fan of nobody else. <laughs> and Baby Keem, when he came out with Family Ties. I was like, man, this guy's good. Yeah. You know, like it's it's not like introspective and so crazy, but I'm like, but he knows what he's doing. He yeah. knows how to do music. And just his album, yeah. I think was like really great. Um yeah, so and again, I'm talking about a song that I'm like, I feel like could be a hit. Yeah. That would be like, oh, and baby Keem, I think would come in and know exactly yeah. like how to swim and navigate with these greats, you know. Um and then my last one. Is my favorite rapper of all time, and I feel like he is—he's um, a banana. Mm-hmm. Um, they say Drake is a banana, but um, because it, you know, like if you're making a shake, a smoothie, it could be peanut butter, it could be chocolate. The minute yeah. you put a banana in there, it's a banana milkshake, yeah, right? Yeah. And so they say that about Drake. Like if he's in a song, it's a Drake song. Yeah. But my favorite rapper of all time is Big Pun. Yeah. Of all time. Um, I think that this guy was super ahead of his time. Yeah. I think that he's like somebody that really a lot of people can't touch. And I feel like rap is where it's at right now because people saw Big Pun and they're like, we would never be able to like get to this level. So let's make rap a, a little bit different because if we were if we were to reach his pinnacle, like nobody would be great. No. I and you know, and I think that he's just it was so easy. It, like it was like nothing to him yeah to be like amazingly lyrical he'll get in a song that like I'll, I'll i'll be honest with you like the song firewater firewater to me if there's no big pun i would not like the song mm-hmm. it's very slow uh, i love raekwon i mm-hmm. love fat joe i love everybody that's on it but you know it would just be like a background song to me i don't mean no disrespect but like yeah. It would be a song that if you're playing, it would be in a movie, somebody's driving a car, and the song would be in the background, yeah. and then you'll be talking over it, right? The minute Big Pun jumps on, it's like, you have to shut up and you listen to, to what he's saying. It demands attention. You know, and like, 
the first couple of bars, you know, um, you're just like, how did this guy come up with the, these words and glue them together? I'm all about business and enterprise and advising financial advisors on franchising and modern day horizons. And I'm like, who the heck what? is this guy? Yeah, yeah. You know, and and that's not the only time that Big Pun does that to you. Obviously, the one that everybody talks about is twins. Yeah. You know, then in the middle of little, 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 did we know that we were like, but Big Pun would do that all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like, he wasn't a one trick pony. He's like, every single time you hear me, yeah. you're going to listen to something that's going to stand out. Yeah. And then, like, the thing is, like, him and Joe making uh, Not a Player, uh, and it's, you play that right now at prom. Yeah. Play it right now. 2023 at prom. Yeah. That song came out in the 90s and it's still a banger. Yeah. You know, like. It transcends. It transcends. And yeah. Boricua Morena, like, you have the whitest of white guy yeah. at a at a, a corporate function yeah. screaming Boricua Morena. Yeah. You know, and it's like, <laughs> big pun. And he said it yeah. in the beginning of uh, Yeah Baby, I want to say. I think it's Yeah Baby. Um, it's an intro to the album. And he's like, I am the nicest mc ever he's like what you want to get lyrical with it what you want to dance what like and he's telling you like i can do this all and i believe it you know because big pun has a place in my life where i could be listening to other music and there's always one part of the year that it could be a month yeah. it can be a couple of days it could be a week that i'm like oh i'm on a big pun kick right now yeah because it's just like it's like you refound him. Packing the back in the back of the back of the oh act. Oh my, packing the back in the back of the act. You know? And I'm like, people are like, oh yeah, they're studying Tupac lyrics at whatever, Yale or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, has anybody studied Big Pun? Yeah, yeah. At the fact that he was not here oh. for a long time. Man. And he pulled out so much. Can we talk about the breath control for a big guy too? Bro, huge dude. Yeah. You see that interview where he's leaning up against yeah. the car yeah. and the car's like leaning and you're like, but that guy yeah. would murder all these like rappers yeah. that are performing without their shirts on. And part of his thing was actually hearing him take a breath. You too. could hear him. And that was legendary. That yeah, was yeah. like Little Wayne's uh, lighter. It was like... <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, this is going in, you know? Um, but but it's so true. It's yeah. part of the experience. Yep. And to me, when I listen to Big Pun, half the time that I'm listening to him, like 50% of the time I'm amazed at his lyrics, but the other 50% I really can't enjoy because I'm just thinking like, man, what if he was still here? Yep. Where, would he be still like up there? Yeah. And I think he would. I think he would be able to transcend. Like... I mean, like, think about Joe, right? Mm -hmm. Joe's still relevant. Mm -hmm. Like, especially in the sneaker. Not Joe. Not, yeah. not Joe the singer. No, no, <laughs> that wasn't no. not a no, player. He's, yeah. It was, he's that Joe has a sample for Farside, right? Mm -hmm. The yeah. <laughs> passing me by, that's yeah. all I know him for. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. But like Fat Joe, Fat Joe, he'll make an anthem yeah. every decade. Yep. Lean back, all the way up. Yeah. You know, uh, what's love? Yeah. Like, he's making anthems, you know? And he's still on Complex. Like, he's plugged in with Complex, which mm -hmm. is, like, got its pulse on mm -hmm. what's hot now, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, he'll do Beyond Brackets. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so, like, I, it sucks, you know? Because mm -hmm. my list, I four out of my seven are, are gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, what's your list? Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> Big Pun mm -hmm. is number one. Okay. Because I just want him to start off the track <laughs> with, you know what I mean? I'm I'm picturing 
like a victory type beat, you know, the the mm. Puff Daddy, Puff Buster Daddy. Rhymes, yeah. notorious beat where it's like dark and menacing. Mm-hmm. Um so so Big Point will kick it off and then I am notorious mm-hmm. next mm-hmm. because one of my favorite opening lines from any song is uh give me all the chicken heads from Pasadena to Medina. <laughs> like yeah. like there's something about that. It hooks me from the yeah. start. Mm-hmm. And so the vibe on this track is going to be voices mm. and it's going to be distinct voices. Yeah, yeah. wordplay. And then Big L comes in. Mm. Um and so I just I just want it to be like dark menacing. I want it to be mm. like a 6 7 minute song. Mm-hmm. Where everybody's showcasing their their prowess, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and then pop smoke for the man, hook his, or his like voice, the bridge. Man. Yeah, I want that kind of. He's like a, cause remember Shine. Yeah. <laughs> I always felt like Puffy just wanted another Biggie. Biggie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. but with pop smoke. He has that deep voice, mm-hmm. but a different flair. Yeah, he's right? not. And, and and the thing is this, because I know there's people that are probably thinking like, no, he doesn't sound like Ja Rule. Yeah. And no, he doesn't sound like DMX. Yeah. Because I know people used to think Ja Rule and DMX sounded really good. Yeah. Like, but but uh, Pop Smoke, his deep voice or yeah. raspy voice or whatever you call it, it's like unique. Yeah. Very you unique. Know? Yeah. Yeah. He's like a... Like, I don't know, like a pit bull or something. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's animalistic. And that's what sounds. I want on mm-hmm. this track. Mm-hmm. I want kind of new blood that'll. Because, I mean, who else would it be? I mean, yeah, it could. <laughs> any hook that Nate Dog's on oh, is a banger. It's a banger. You know, yeah. but this is a the kind of a gutter track. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Method Man. Oh, man. Because I. That voice. Yeah. And, and the thing is, he doesn't fall off. No. He's still great. Yeah. Yeah. Still gets the women screaming <laughs> like when he steps on stage, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I have Kendrick. Oh. Because you don't know which voice you're getting with Kendrick. Mm-hmm. You know? His voice is almost like an instrumental. Yeah. Like, it goes with the beat. Yeah. You know? Like, that. what's a song with... Little that little Wayne song, the storytelling song that he does all four of his different kind of voices in mm. that song. Um, I'll have to send it to you. I can't yeah. remember what, it, what it's called. There's one also that he did with Pusha T. Uh-huh. That it's also like he like it just he's talking to himself. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's just yeah. He does Kendrick. that one where like his voice is cracking, mm-hmm. like like where he's like having a breakdown. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, he does. And I feel like that shows greatness in yeah. certain rappers. Like, DMX used to do that, too. Yeah. Um, where uh, I'm Ready to Meet Him. He did a song where he played God. Yeah. And he was talking to himself. Yeah. Um, and I feel like Kendrick, he taps in into, like, you know, because sometimes you want to tell a story from different angles. Yeah. You know, he's he's like a, a Guy Ritchie film. Like, yeah, he's yeah. like. Oh, yeah. He's just different storylines in one one freaking yeah. It's just so great. Like he doesn't just rap and it's like all right here here's a yeah. cool ver. You know I don't know. yeah. I'll let yep. you finish your list. And no, then you're good. Go into my rant. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I have Eminem, but Eminem between ninety eight and 02. Aww. right? Because I want the you know. Um, he was in a square at that. He was yeah. in his bag at that time. Yeah, just like yeah. the little. Those little things, what, um, 
<laughs> I'm cancerous. You wouldn't mm. want to answer this, mm -hmm. even if you responded with the battle rap you wrote for cannabis. Ooh. Like, or whose arm is this? I must have cut it off at the pharmacist. You know what I mean? Like, like that mm. stuff that you're not going to get that from. Pun's going to be like lots yeah. of da, 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 you know. Da. You're not going to get that kind of like sadistic kind of like. Where did you? Yeah, you know, no, he he's. Uh, this place is my house. I might as well erase my face with white out because y'all yeah. can't see me like Mace's, Mace's eyebrows. eyebrows. Where you at? You hear it in the background. <laughs> yeah. Where you at? <laughs> like, dude, he's just so great. Oh, yeah. That oh. would be... <laughs> I wish. Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of want to... should create a YouTube channel. You know, like with <laughs> bootleg songs where they just cut up verses. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And oh. just put, them, put all the greatest verses yeah. together. Yeah. Oh. No, yeah. That would be... That, that's a dope... Like, that would be a banger right there. Yeah. Yeah. That would be one that people would share. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. here's a USB of this song. Yeah. You know, or like text it to you. Yeah. Because there's still to this day, I know I've heard super underground Eminem songs mm -hmm. that I do not remember because they were on DJ mixtapes. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember which DJ mixtapes they were on. Mm -hmm. But I know, like, I'm missing some, like, because I've, now that Thurston Howe's on Spotify, like, mm -hmm. you can find. That stuff. And I know... Um, what other stuff do you do? Outsiders? You just picked up the yeah, Outsiders album. I got the Outsiders. Yeah. Vinyl. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I got gold. I'm glad that you... Because when you were just like, yeah, you should get this. I was like, oh, you're not getting this? Okay, yeah. cool. Thank you. Yeah. But I remember hearing the Outsiders album because mm -hmm. it has Raw Digga on it, mm -hmm. too. Yeah, Raw like Digga. Flip the, Mode First Lady. Mm -hmm. you know? When you were asking me to, like who to put in my list i thought about rod digger because i'm yeah. like well let me put a woman in there oh yeah you know but then i'm like okay but then also it's like lauren hill is lauren so versatile hill. and we have a generation of people that don't understand who lauren hill is yeah. you know they know lauren hill because of do up that thing yeah. um or like the the memes that she's always late but they don't understand how great she is you know it's just like a, a 12 year old kid right now knows michael jordan because of the crying meme yeah but they don't know like who this m legend is, right? Yeah. And so the flu game, yeah, uh, they don't know any of that. So Lauren Hill, it's like, yeah, don't get me wrong, she was in the Fugees, you know, um, but but she also like if you listen to her album, she's lyrical, yeah, you know, uh, the final hour, she has like one of those big pun moments in there for me, yeah, you know, where you stop, like there's that meme of of Jay Z making an ugly face, yeah, like and they're like when a song makes you do this, and Lauren Hill has those moments yep. in a song where you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, you know, and um and yeah, so when there's people that are like, oh, Doja Cat is the greatest female MC ever. I'm just like, okay, hold on. Yeah. Like, yeah. in what context are you talking about? Yeah. Because you can't just say you comments just, like that. That's or a very broad Nicki statement. Minaj is the greatest of all time. I'm like, okay, like, are, are you talking about in eras here? Yeah, or yeah. like, don't get me wrong, she's great, but you know, like, there's just there's there's legends, you yeah. know, um, that is just it's just you can't you can't just haphazardly say stuff, yeah. right? And like, oh, Drake is. That's why I, I didn't want to get into, but like. Drake is the greatest rapper ever. And I'm like, Drake is a guy that I love to hate. Yeah. I hate to love. Yeah. I think he's great. Don't get me wrong. But he's just, he's McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, McDonald's, everybody loves McDonald's. They make billions of dollars. There's there's McDonald's everywhere. But are they the highest quality of burger? No. No. You no. know? Um, 
and like Lauren Hill, Common, you know, these, like the people that we loved, you know, growing up, I think about Supernatural, Juice, yep. that have never been signed yep. to labels. These are steaks. Yeah. A5 Wagyu steaks. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to find them anywhere. And you know that they, they're better than a Big Mac. Yep. But Big Macs just serve everybody. Yeah. Drake, you can go to a Drake concert, there'll be little kids there, there'll be girls there, there'll be guys there, there'll be gay mangers and yeah and then also like dudes from calabasas you know but if you go to like i don't know an mf doom show yeah you're not gonna find this that crowd no you know you're gonna find rappers there yeah you know like the biggest honor if i was in a if i had a restaurant is if chefs came to my restaurant you know and um and yeah and so like yeah drake drake is mcdonald's yeah you know it's not it's not the best, but it's not bad. Yeah, you yeah. know, like hey. I mean, I have there's some bangers. Yeah, like oh yeah, definitely. And there's been times that Drake has said things that you're like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. You know, don't get me wrong, I'm not, you know. But my thing is like, and he definitely knows, like I need to make hits. Yeah, I'm not here to just be all creative and artistic and you know, because I don't know if he can do a Kendrick. Yeah, what Kendrick does, because Kendrick is like on his own. Yep. Like, the fact that he could be so creative, so lyrical, but make hits. Yeah. And he's not, like, the most handsome guy in the world. No. So, he's not playing that role, you not know. Not playing that, that card, no. Yeah, that, like, girls are just listening to him for that. But, like, yeah, he doesn't have to do gimmicks. Yep. And for some reason, people love him. Yep. You know, where Drake, you know, he knows that he's leaning into, like, the women thing. Let yeah, me yeah. sing. Let me... You know, let me do those things. And so, no hate to the guy, but, like, let's call it for what it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're McDonald's, bro. Yep. You know? And people love to hear the a, a beat play, and then all of a sudden you hear, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, okay, Drake yeah. is on here. You know? It's great. <laughs> Sickle Mode, you took over 2018. Yeah. You know? That was a dope-ass song. Yeah. It was the the hood version of uh, Sweet Caroline, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you yeah. know? Like, that's, that's what Sickle Mode is. Um, but... <laughs> But yeah, um, but he he's not in my list. Because yeah. no. <laughs> I feel like he would try to take over my song. Yep. And it would be a Drake song. Yep. And I don't want it to be... I don't want Big L to take a shadow to Drake. Yep. You know, so... No. And I don't think he can hang with them either. No, that would be intimidating as hell. Mm-hmm. He'll he probably sing the hook. Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't rap on there. Yeah, and then Pop Smoke's like... <laughs> Move out the way. Move out the way. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, can, we can do the last question rapid fire. Yeah, if you, if you, want. Want, if you yeah. want. Yeah, let's let's do it. So, kind of circle back to wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, if we could create kind of the same question about the music, but if we could create our own faction, Ooh. past, present, current wrestlers, um, I can go first. This one. Um, mm-hmm. So. I would choose Legion of Doom, Hawk and Animal. Ooh, well, <laughs> Water Rush um, from Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Yeah, um, everything about them is menacing as as hell, bro. They did everything that looked dope. They came yeah. out in motorcycles, yeah. and they would have like football football pads. Uh, yeah. you know, yeah. And dude, then, uh, dude had a reverse mohawk. Yeah. And he looked cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, it was so the Road Warriors. <laughs> and I'm on hot. Um, and then uh, Pentagon Jr., but from like the Lucha Underground Impact mm-hmm. rendition, mm-hmm. where I just feel like 
Just super menacing. Man, he was so great. Yeah. Uh, what was their WrestleMania called? They had like a big event, the Lucha Underground, where he wrestled against Vampiro. Yeah, yeah. Man, he made Vampiro look good. Yeah. You know? Yep. Wrestling is very much like a, a tango. Yep. And if you have the right partner. Yeah, if you're not, if you could be the greatest wrestler. Yeah. And if you don't have a good partner, that's that match is going to be ass. Yeah. And Pentagon Jr. did amazing. Yeah. You know, like he, I became a fan of his because of that one match. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have Kenny Omega, the cleaner. Kenny Omega, the cleaner. Dude. So, just five belt machine, five star belt machine. Just, I mean, he continues to reinvent himself. But I, <laughs> I'm just picturing kind of. I guess I want to make my own bullet club. I guess is what I want. Yeah, to do. yeah. Um, and then I have Big Van Vader, New Japan with the mask, the Mastodon mask. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just like blowing steam, and he's like. Throwing up the yeah. V, you know, like uh, he, Vader was so good. He was so underrated. Popping out, bro. He was he, he was so underrated, man. For yeah. a big guy, mm-hmm. like man. And then he went back before he passed away. Yeah, and wrestled against. Um, was that Raw? No, no, no. He wrestled an indie because uh, so Ricochet uh, was wrestling Will Osprey, and and Vader had like something to say about it, like how it's like. Choreograph, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's just like flips and all just that. Spots. Yeah, and then uh, he wrestled Will Ospreay. Then he, was, yeah, he like before he passed away, like it was a like Vader versus Will Ospreay, you know, and like yeah, and then he was in the gym getting big, and we're like, man, Vader's like, yeah, you know, because at some point we was like, okay, he's getting old because he's he's just like judging wrestling, yeah, but then he like fits right back in, yeah, you know, and I'm like, man, <laughs> I remember him talking about how like Shawn Michaels used to bully him in WWF. And I'm like, man, this guy, he was just great in a different time. Yeah. Because right now he would be great, you know. He he had He'd it all. widely accepted. Yeah, yep. man. Like, he can do moonsaults. He can do everything. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Vader. Big Van Vader. Yep. And then I have, the last two I have, AJ Styles, but Bullet Club AJ Styles. Um, just. Before the mom on. haircut. Yeah, yeah. AJ Styles, yeah. the cool hair. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, huge fan of his work, you know. He's just. Mm-hmm. One of the safest workers, too, out there. Like, when he saved, uh, uh, what's his, the no-chin guy uh, mm-hmm. from, like, breaking his neck? Yeah, yeah. James Ellsworth. James Ellsworth. Like, he, like, prevented him from breaking his neck because mm-hmm. James didn't know what the hell he was doing. He's such a pro. I mean, people don't, don't understand, like, this guy wrestles in such a way that it's, like, he's in the top of his game yeah. even now. But he's been wrestling since, like, the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he was in WCW. Yeah. With short hair. It's you know? crazy. Yeah, he's great. And then I, I want a young lion just to kind of be in the mix, but I would take Hook. Hook. Yep. Because I feel like son. he has his own thing and mm-hmm. he's really freaking good. He is. Be. And like and he's not just like this is not just oh my dad is like nepotism. Sad. Nepotism, like yep. no dude, he's doing those suplexes, yep. like he studied his stuff and He's going over naturally. He's like a Kendrick Lamar, where yeah. it's like oh, he shouldn't be as big as he is, you know, because he has such a like a unique style. Yeah, but people just love him. Yeah, you know, he's like thin, but he's jacked. Yeah, you know, and he's menacing. And he's be- menacing for being a small guy. Yeah, you know, so he doesn't it, have any expressions. No, yeah. So I love that. That's a great faction. 
I don't even know if we should come up with a name for our factions. I don't think it would do justice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it would be crazy. But, man, the Road Warriors coming out. Oh, yeah. And just being in the same group as these guys, oh. it would be amazing. Yep. Yeah. You're done with yours? Yeah. All right. So, I have a list. All right. So, to start off, um, I would say Eddie Guerrero okay. would be my first yep. one. I believe something that CM Punk said in an interview. He said, Eddie Guerrero is my favorite wrestler because Eddie Guerrero had it all. Yep. He had Mike skills. He was uh, a superstar um, outside of the ring. He knew how to wrestle. Yep. He just had the total package. And when you go back and you see Eddie Guerrero, even from WCW days, from New Japan days, it's like this guy lived... He is wrestling to me. Yep. you know. And the thing is, he's just like... A Mexican guy, a Mexican wrestler. You would think, like, uh, you know, people would be like, Hulk Hogan is wrestling. Yeah. Like, no, Eddie Guerrero is wrestling yep. to me. That dude, y- you would have cried to see him win the championship. Mm-hmm. You know, when you saw him win, um, and he's, like, with the belt, and he's shaking his shoulder. Like, yeah. you're like, dude, this is emotional. This yep. is one the the greatest wrestler to me is Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Because even in his prime, even when he was signed to, like, these big, you know, companies... He would go and wrestle indies yep. and do barn burners with them. And, like, his frog splash is, to me, is, like, that's the standard yep. of a frog splash. Don't get me wrong. Like, Rob Van Dam's frog splash is great, but it's an extreme version of it. Yeah. D'Lo Brown, I think, to me, has the best frog splash. Yeah, yeah. But, like, Eddie Guerrero has what the standard is. Yep. You know, he is the standard. And, um, you know, I think of just how crisp he wrestles. Um, I think of him as a Bret Hart that can also high fly, yeah. you know, and Bret Hart was, you know, the excellence of execution, yep, you yep. know, he was great, but I don't think that Bret Hart can hold the candle to Eddie Guerrero's promo skills, yep. you know, so Eddie Guerrero will be my lead. Um, Roman Reigns. I say Roman Reigns, but I don't say Roman Reigns shield. I'm talking about this Roman Reigns, 2023 January, yep. the, you know, the tribal, tribal chief. chief. Yep. The, you know, you're talking about somebody that's in their bag. Mm -hmm. You're you're talking about Roman Reigns right now. This is thriller Michael Jackson. Yeah. This is, you're going to blow up, dude. Yeah. And he doesn't even have a dope, like, banger of an entrance song. No, no. And he made that great. Yeah. Where people are, like, putting up the one as he comes out. And um, I just think, you know, and I think a lot of it goes to, like, Paul Heyman. Paul yeah. Heyman, I think, yeah. does make great wrestlers. Paul Heyman's brilliant. Yeah, I think Paul Heyman, if if my faction had a manager, it would be Paul Heyman yep. on the side. Yep. Like, no question. There's, like, there's uh, Paul Heyman, and then there's, uh, what was the other guy? Bobby Heenan? Bobby Heenan? Heenan? Yeah. Bobby the Brain. Bobby the Brain, yeah. But it would be Paul Heyman for me. Um, but Roman would be there in my faction. Eddie Guerrero, I think, in him, I think he would make Roman even greater. Yeah. Um, 2011 CM Punk. Yep. I'm talking about before. Glad you have that caveat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm even talking about like leading up to Money in the Bank. Yep. I'm talking about before uh, Cult of Personality. Like people love that song, but when he was at his high, highest, he didn't have that song. Yeah. You know, and um, I'm talking about that CM Punk with the Chicago flag trunks. The Kill Switch Engage song. Yup. Uh, uh, the slick back hair, yep. dope beard. Um, and just, you know, the X's on his, on his, on his palms. And and so like, this is pipe bomb CM Punk Mm -hmm. frustrated, a hundred percent champion. Yeah. Um, he carried wrestling 
on its back on yeah. his back you know he made it he made it worldwide again to me yeah. you know um so 2011 cm punk best in the world shirt yeah um yeah where he just he led everything i think that would be great and on top of that he would be in the same faction with his hero yeah eddie guerrero um, I'm going to go straight down the list. It's not in order. Yeah. But to me, obviously, if you're asking me to dream up a, a, a faction, Stone yeah. Cold's in there. Yeah, yeah. Any year of Stone Cold. <laughs> you're talking about Attitude Era. You're talking about when he led the WCW. And what? Even now. Yeah. Give me retired Stone Cold. Yeah. I think he would be great. Yeah. He's great on the mic. He has the greatest finisher of all time for me. And the thing is, the greatest finisher for him to do. Because I love Kevin Owens, but nobody can do the stunner no. like Stone Cold. No. You know, nobody can do it like him. And the way he does it, the pop. Yeah. Yeah, he has everything. And it's who he is. Yeah. You know, um, I didn't tell you this, but last night, uh, one of my best friends, Giovanni, he gave me a Broken Skull Ranch hat. Oh. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to wear a camouflage shirt. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to... Like, it's not not cool to wear a broken... Yep. Because it's Stone Cold. Stone Cold yeah. is cool to this day. He's yeah. in his 50s, and he's still cool. Yep. His his shirts are still iconic. His outlook, like, the stuff he speaks out on. Yeah. Like, you would think that he would be the most racist yeah, yeah. <laughs> confederate. And no, no. He is, like, super aware of, yeah. of, like, the times he lives in. He's an advocate. He is accepting. So yeah. he, is, he is, like... Man, I love Stone Cold. Like, I hope that this this podcast we don't look it's like in five years and it's like, oh, Stone Cold has been canceled. Yeah. Even though Stone Cold has had this controversy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, but we lived in a different time even then. Yeah. Like, think about that. Think about how cool Stone Cold that he even surpassed that, yeah. and we're still like loving the guy, yeah. you know. And he got to learn. He got to evolve as a person. Yeah, and that's also appreciative, you know, like that he's not the same person. Yeah, that he evolved. And he's not that guy. That, Absolutely. You know. Um, my next one, kind of a curveball in my faction. Great wrestlers. Maybe worldwide. Everybody knows everybody that I just mentioned. But the next one will be Max Mini. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Max Mini. Uh, because as a kid, I loved Max Mini. Yeah. So, WWF used to have uh, Little People Wrestling on Saturday, Shotgun Saturday Night or Sunday Night Heat. Yeah. And whenever Max Mini came out, he tore the house down like yeah. he was amazing uh he was wrestling like sound like he knew he did the lucha libre style and like people just like gravitated towards him and i just feel like i feel like he should be in the hall of fame yeah i feel like what happened to these guys yeah. you know like you guys just got rid of them like they yeah. were just a circus sideshow and i'm like that's what i felt like yeah no but i'm like man i would get a max mini shirt right mm -hmm. now because like, I was a legit fan of his, yep. you know? Like, I think I would mark out if I was at a show and Max Mini came out. Yeah. Um, and I would just think, like, a faction with him in it. And they'll be like, what the heck? Yeah, yeah. But then I think he would outshine, you know, certain in certain moments, these yeah. other wrestlers. You know, imagine them all getting whooped. And then Max Mini runs out and he starts, you know, her karate. Yeah, and her all these karate, everybody. everybody. <laughs> and then, boom, you know, yeah. like... And then they're they're just like man, Max Mini's like the unlikely hero. I think yeah. that that would be great. Um, the next one is Psychosis. Psychosis, Psychosis. great luchador. Oh, dopest leg drop off the top yeah. corner. Picked them all the time in revenge. 
Um, again, the other reason is because I just feel like he didn't get his just due. No. I know. I don't know. If, was he in LWO? He probably was in LWO. Yeah, he was in LWO. Or, 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 I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but I, I think with the time that we live in now, we don't have to have the most uh, fluent English speaking. I mean, yeah. Look, look at who just played um, um, in Wakanda Forever. Oh yeah, and Namor. Namor, like, yeah. like. Psychosis in his prime would have been a star. I mean, he was a star even then. Let's be honest. Yeah. He was still a star. In Mexico, he's a star. Yeah, yeah. His mask is sold. But, like, he's not a John Cena in the United States, yeah. right? But, like, I feel like he could be. Yeah. Especially if he was around the right people. Yeah. So, but the thing is, he's known. He's yeah. known. And then my last one, great promo. Great, in like, he's on. Uh, he can improv and say things and cut promos. Um it would be Macho Man. Yeah. I love Macho Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, his... Talk about Pop Smoke. Yeah. Like, this guy's yeah. voice. Like... His Arsenio Hall interview? Yes. Yeah. You know, like, I think if he would have... If, if we would have got to, like, be blessed to see Macho Man mature... Yeah. And be like how Ric Flair is now, Macho Man would be that, like... Yeah. Guide to a lot of these wrestlers. Yeah. And he'll be able to cut a promo... And it'll be believable yeah. of the things that he says. I mean, the fact that he came out with a little cup of cream and he's like, the cream right, always rises to the top. Like, yeah. like who is this guy? Yeah, you know? Yeah. And like, I don't know. And, and his just hand movements. His hand movements. <laughs> and even before he passed away, you know, I remember he made a commercial for a WWE video game, mm-hmm. which was like a miracle. But he was all great. He had a great beard in yeah, the yeah. commercial. And he still had it. Yeah. He's like, dig it! You know, and he's still yeah. talking. And, like, I mean, he was just so... He was just so good. I mean, Macho he's the face of Slim Jim, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can't think of Slim Jim and not, not think that. of Macho Man. Yeah. You know? And I I would beg to, 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 like, argue about Hulk Hogan and Macho Man. It's like... I don't think Macho Man is his Pippin. Yeah. I think Macho Man is his own Jordan in yeah. his own right. And, I and like... I mean, he had a five-star match in WrestleMania yeah. too, you know, and people forget that he was also, like, a very great... His elbow drop, incredible to yeah. me, you know? Like, I thought, like, how do you kayfabe this? This is a really good elbow drop. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think it would just be full circle. Like, um, Eddie Guerrero, CM Punk, Macho Man. You know, CM Punk does Macho Man's yeah. elbow drop, you know? Like, does the homage to him. So I'm like, this would be my, my greatest faction. Yeah. And I feel like... It would be one of those things where all of them are in the middle of the ring, Macho Man with the microphone, freaking Eddie Guerrero in the corner telling the crowd to get up, yeah, yeah. and then Jim Ross just going, Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. And I'd be like, Yep, time to go to bed. I have yeah. school tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> school tomorrow. <laughs> while, while I sip the rest of my milk from the cereal. <laughs> yeah. The cream of the crop. Yeah. So, no, yeah, man. That's awesome. It's a great list. Yeah.